0: Yeah, Buffalo stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh,
1: it's a Bill City. Yeah, a Buffalo Bill City. Yo, uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah, a Buffalo Bill City.
0: Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. neon Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close.
2: What's going on everyone welcome into a brand new edition of the folding roundtable overlay set up there for an extra second than I should have sorry about that the new podcast brought brought to you by train wreck sports and the buffalo fan base with a brand new lineup every single week week here to talk about the week that was and the week ahead for the buffalo bills wake here from train wreck sports the crowd podcast and train wreck fantasy football godmother of bills mafia robin mundy is here thank you for being here again robin joe miller from the overreaction podcast on buffalo rumblings up there in the top right and don't boo i know bottom left we have someone from behind enemy lines lisa johnson joining us uh she's a dolphins reporter for i don't did i really not write it down in my notes man i am sorry lisa talk tell us where you're from uh what Uh, you cover the dolphins for and what you do
1: no problem thanks for having me fellas you know i know i know it's tough i know um being in second place and all but i just wanted to just say that you know I'm from
2: our turf wow. football it's our <laughs> oh, man well you're you're bringing the heat early and man do i love that i said when we were when we were before we came live you know i'll, I'll, I'll say scoreboard to the dolphins you guys are in the win in week one mm-hmm. And, you know, talk to us a bit about that game. You know, I'll give you the floor here first before we get into all the Josh Allen regression talk that I'm sure everyone's really excited to hear about. <laughs> uh, how well, can you describe week one of the NFL season for the Miami Dolphins? Well,
1: earn's kind of hard because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that, you know, we kind of got a little lucky there on the end. But you know what? We have a 23-game streak of a turnover. I mean, and, and that's one of the things that's incredible stat in the NFL right now. I think the second team is nine um so you know we have a 23 game streak of of getting a turnover and during that game Mm -hmm. we needed the turnover when we got it and it was perfect Xavier Howard punched the ball out you know and one thing that I think that we deserve credit for is for once in a couple years we actually ran the clock out we got the ball back ran the clock down to zero times so you know you're starting to kind of see a little bit more of an aggressive Approach the Dolphins are taking, where mm-hmm. before it would probably be just like run run, kill some of the clock then punt away. It, it wasn't. Um, Flora, Coach Flores went right after the clock, you know, with an aggressive throw from two and the slant from from our own end zone. So so <laughs> it was it was it was an earned win at the last couple minutes. Yeah. Um, but anytime you can go into Foxborough and come out with a win, I'm going to take it.
2: Oh goodness, yeah. Yeah. And and, and you know, Robin, Joe, anytime you guys have questions for, for Lisa about the Dolphins about week one, feel free to chime in, obviously. Um, but but I want to ask you about, you know, the JC Jackson comments about Tua. <laughs> I'm sure you saw your laughing, so I know you saw them. Great. Point. Oh yeah.
1: You could uh, not miss them, right? Cause <laughs> the a lot of them. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I'm dealing with a split fan base down here on Tua. I mean, mm-hmm. you have the Tua Ooh. train where people are just, you know, hardcore and go after it. And then you have the people that almost kind of agree with them to be very honest with you. And, and so, you know, I think that it, it got a lot of hype and, you know, for him to me, it's ammunition. I, I love quarterbacks that just will thrive off of stuff like that, you know, and, and say, okay, yeah, you know, you know, the old stories, you put the articles up in your locker, you know, mm-hmm. use some motivation next time. You know, if you don't want it to be true, then prove it's not. That's my mm-hmm. biggest thing. Mm
0: -hmm. For me, the question I would have is, and and I didn't get to see the game, so Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I apologize. I was actually at the the stadium. We couldn't get out of the parking lot until about 630. Uh, (laughs) Bill Bill Belichick put a team together this year that, for me, is a team that other defenses don't want to play against. He's he's very much trying to recall that Aaron Hernandez, uh, Rob Gronkowski, double tight ends that can kill you type of an offense, which most Mm -hmm. defenses don't have the ability to necessarily scheme against or stop what did you see from their offense whether good or bad and did they use it the way that I fear they're going to use it against us because we've traditionally had a problem covering tight ends
1: one tight end let alone two tight ends oh
0: man so yeah and
1: that was that's a very good point because honestly I was on a show this morning we actually talked about it I Personally, think that's the offense you're going to see from the Dolphins this this weekend. Really? I think you're going to get a whole lot of Gazeki and and we just got Don't Shannon back. <laughs> back, and you're going to see some. I think I think he's going to use it. But you understand that's Coach Flow coming from a branch of the Patriots, right? Because yeah. Bill Belichick, that's that's their bread and butter. Let's be honest. The last years with Brady was that double tight end set that killed us for twenty years, right? So. <laughs> So I kind of like think that, you know, the MO for the Dolphins this, this weekend is going to be almost kind of mimics that. Yeah. So I, I, I think the Bills – but I think the Bills know that too because, I, you know, you got tape on – you know, these are, these are two teams that play each other twice a year, very familiar. Yep. You know, we got the bad side of it at the end of that season <laughs> because, like I said, it, it was momentum. The Bills run a roll. It was it – was, you know, let's be honest. I mean, there was – you know, Miami, Miami went into Buffalo with a prayer. Come on, because the bills were just just
0: super red hot. The, the, the reality is, is, they're scheduled to play twice a year, but rarely do the dolphins show up for both games.
2: Rarely. <laughs> Hopefully, we're going to change that with this two
1: tight end set that you might see Sunday. <laughs> oh, oh my
2: god, I've had nightmares about those two tight end sets to be honest. Oh, and and did.
1: we didn't have Gene, that He's coming off the COVID, you know, nineteen reserve list, so we didn't mm-hmm. have him. So we didn't have a complete. I mean, and like you said, you set these games up per the things we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, the dolphins are very familiar with with Josh Allen. We know what he can do. Um, I'm just kind of excited that, you know, Pittsburgh laid out a little bit of the of a blueprint on him but you also have to kind of give the Steelers props I mean they only had four men rushing sometimes and they still got to Allen sometimes still. Three. yeah sometimes exactly three. and they yeah. still put pressure on him now I, I'm not going to put the Dolphins defensive line with the Steelers right now I think that we're going to need to bring a couple more people mm-hmm. um but keep everything in front of you and you got to make sure tackles on Josh Allen because how many times has he killed us coming out of that pocket you know, mm-hmm. and moving the change, and and that's what Buffalo does to us. They move the change. You guys yeah. always, constantly, consistently on third downs. We got to get off the field on third down, and and we just haven't the last couple. We just haven't.
2: Yeah, and you, you bring up the, the Dolphins' defensive line. I see you only sacked Mac Jones once in that week one matchup. Once. Was that a matter of, and by your tone, I can guess the answer. And if anyone has questions for Lisa about the Dolphins, please comment them. <laughs> We'd love to get yours. But was that a factor of, you know, the, just the Dolphins' defensive line not getting it done? Or was Mac Jones surprisingly maybe mobile for what people could expect? I think that was just a good
1: game plan by Belichick of getting the ball out of Mac Jones's hands before the, the pressure could get there. Yeah. Um, and so we played a lot of soft zone, which you saw a lot of those slants, five, six yards, yards after the catch killed us a couple times, we couldn't get off the field because you know, those yards after catches kill you, you know, you, <sighs> you've got, you know, you're on a third, you're on a third and six and you throw a three yard slant and you gain, you know, eight yards that moves the chains. And that's exactly what I think happened. I think that Belichick just put the game plan in to get the ball out quick. Now, you know, we all, you know, we got to him, we pressured him, but I mean, he, he had to surprise, he surprised a lot of people with getting the ball out of there. I mean, sometimes he hung in there and took the hit, but the ball amazingly was very accurate. So, you know, I don't know if it caught the dolphins off guard. um, But I kind of really kind of expected the Dolphins to be a little bit more aggressive on defense than they were Mm -hmm. to me. They kind of just kind of played soft on him a little bit and just kind of, you know, they got to him, but they just couldn't get him on the ground.
2: Yeah. And and Joe, I know, you know, this kind of ties into the bills offensive line. And I think I saw that you had a pretty good discussion on your podcast on Monday night about the offensive line, some good, Mm a lot of bad though, uh, you know, you don't have to give everything away from that show, but, but you know, you know. what did you guys talk about on that show? What are the, what are, what's just the, the, the main takeaway from week yes. one the Bills so, so
0: you're referencing the Off Tackle with John Fiena show, and it is an yeah. incredible, cool honor just to be able to host that show. And then to say that John has kind of become a good friend of mine because it was not expected when the whole thing, the whole relationship kind of started. Um, but John is very insightful. And for uh, mm-hmm. everybody here obviously should know who John Fiena is. He played for the Buffalo Bills for 11 yep. years. Um, um, but he just talked about it was basically just clearly technique. It was a big, huge technique issue. Uh, it was funny because one of the comments that he made was that uh, our offensive tackles, both Daryl Williams and Deion Dawkins, looked like Phoebe from Friends when she runs. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. <laughs>
2: yes,
3: Yeah. And, and he
0: said, and he very much broke it down that like you know if you're if you're if you're kick, doing your kickbacks and your arms are wide, it allows the defensive end or the rusher to immediately get to your chest, and once they get to your chest, you've lost because now your arms around them. And that's why we saw six or seven holding penalties because then they get turned and then it's a hold. Yeah. Um, and he just talked about the fact that, you know, the, the trick is to keep and he put his hands in the screen because he's got them big old long arms, big old hands, mm-hmm. you know, about, about doing, you know, pat punches and, you know, basically keeping them at arm's length and and pushing them, keeping them away from you. Uh, and and he, he was just overly... Overly right and precise in his assessment of the offensive line without being mean. John's very good about not being disparaging He's towards awesome. the players, but they were very much, yeah, they, they had some serious technique issues on that offensive line. And clearly that is a big part of Josh Jones' regression that we're seeing.
2: Oh, I'm so happy you brought that up to work, we Because we do have, you know, I, I have a video clip uh, ready here to play and I have it titled The Season Is Over. Sad. The <laughs>
3: There was big hype for two AFC teams to make serious noise this season. The Tennessee Titans, who acquired Julio Jones' offseason and Josh Allen and those Buffalo Bills. However, they both took L's in week one at home, Buffalo at the hands of the Steelers who don't have the most prolific offense, Steven A. As you can see, Bart Scott here with us.
0: I'm concerned with both, right? Because I believe right now they're a little fraudulent because listen, these both of these teams and organizations were sold to us as Super Bowl contenders, as people that can maybe knock Kansas City off the top of the off the top of the mountaintop. And then when I look at what's happening and I look at really what happened, you know, all the old bad habits started to show back up for Josh Allen. Josh Allen had 21 incompletions, right? You talk about going in and to to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I thought, pushed them around, defensively dictated the game. But my biggest issue and concern is with the Tennessee Titans.
2: So the concern is not as bad with the Bills as the Tennessee Titans, but Josh Allen, man, did he have too many incompletions I yeah. guess he had so, tr-
0: he trouble in Pittsburgh. He had I didn't realize I'd driven to Pittsburgh this weekend, but he had trouble in Pittsburgh. Clearly, yeah,
2: yeah, that as well. Yeah, so that's everything you need to know right there. Um, but you know, Lisa, you're hearing us talk about these offensive line struggles. Okay, we're we're not going to spend. Sorry, we're not going to spend much time on the Josh Allen. Come on, I'm taking notes. Just it's get back to the game. line. Ah. <laughs> but you know, you you hear these you hear these O line struggles for us. Do you think that that plays to an advantage for the Dolphins as this could, could that be a, a point of emphasis for Brian Flores, team?
1: Well, sure. And, and, and every week, you know, don't think that you go into these locker rooms and you, and you'll see stats on your players in the Dolphins locker rooms. And I'm sure it's every single team where, what, what, what did uh, Dawkins have three holding calls? Yeah. So that, that's, that's, that's circled it's like okay hmm, what what did they do enough to make him hold what did the pressure do what did you know so i think you always kind of look at that but i'm also always on the offensive line the first couple games to me it always takes a couple games for these guys to get together get continuity back you know timing cadence calls all this stuff i i i always say that it takes at least 3 or 4 games and us too you know, because mm-hmm. every single season with us, we always talk about our offensive line. Every single one of these podcasts, I guarantee you, we're going to talk about <laughs> offensive lines, you know, and, and you know, you have to have good depth. One thing that I know a lot of teams do is like Eigenberg, He was our left tackle. He didn't take a left tackle snap all training camp. Mm. So nobody had any film right. on that. That, yeah. that brings up a question that I have for you about Austin
3: Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um I know he was. He's brought back from the COVID list. Right. How is it? Has there been anything out there in the media about how he handled his COVID experience? Did it wipe him out? Because we had he, a real problem
1: with Dion Dawkins. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Um, he refuses to answer the questions. Oh. Um, today, um, and very nicely, just declined when one of the reporters asked him exactly. You know, what was the extent of the COVID? Were you? And he just said he'd rather not talk about it. Um, and usually the media people that are right there, when they, when a player refuses to talk about themselves medically, don't ask again. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of basically just kind of refused to disclose any information. And I'm sure that's because you don't want to put information out there like that, you know, because, but we all know that. And, you know, like I said, he did it. He traveled to the, he traveled. You know, my question on that was you traveled New England on a private charter, it had to be just for debt because if you are still suffering from symptoms from Covid, why are you putting a player on a charter? Why are you even mm. you know, mm, so it was yeah. kind of like a couple issues with a couple of the fan bases down here kind of talking about that. um if you kind of knew you weren't gonna use him because of his, he's still having a little bit of issues, you know, and how bad he had it, but honestly robin he he won't talk
2: about it mm. and so mm-hmm. and it's interesting that both left tackles for each of these teams had battles with COVID uh, right. and, and, and and obviously Deion Dawkins doesn't look himself. And we talked about it last night on the crowd podcast that, you know, we're barely a month removed away from Sean McDermott saying Deion Dawkins is quote, nowhere close to being able to help this team. Um, right. So, so, so Robin, Joe, do you guys think that maybe there are some lingering effects from his battle with that still? He's not completely over it. Yeah. Robin.
3: Yeah. I'll take that one first. Um, absolutely. I don't know how there wouldn't be Mm -hmm. and particularly true if he had any respiratory difficulties during that time. Um, I know Dion said, I mean, this is out in the media. You can find it. He, what did he lose 18 pounds in Mm -hmm. a couple of days? And, Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of weight, you know, even for a big dude, you know, that, that's a lot of weight and you could see, at least I thought, and I, I couldn't stomach watching the game again to look at the offensive line, but it sure looked like, you know, he was (laughs) feeling it by the end of the game Mm -hmm. and he's got, he's got a ways to go. But that's why I was wondering about Austin Jackson because is he going to be, if he plays, is he going to be a hundred percent? Who knows?
0: Sure. And for me to answer that question and You know, when you think about, I had COVID, I had COVID in January uh, and I had a very, very, thank goodness, thank the Lord, mild case. I I had a dry cough for a day and a half. However, the fatigue part was real. So getting up the stairs to go to bed, the fatigue part was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I can't get up my stairs right now. I don't don't even feel sick. Now you put (laughs) Deion Dawkins in the hospital for two weeks, lose 18 pounds. And when you look at, let's just talk about runners and we'll take Daniel Jones when he ran that big, long run back. So he starts the run, and he's got all of his energy, and everything's nice and tight, and his form is perfect, right? Yes. And then as they get going, all of a sudden they start kind of getting loose, right, because they're getting fatigued, and the next thing you know, he's on the ground. And that's what (laughs) happens. I mean, you get into these games three hours later going against Melvin Ingram or T.J. Watt, and you're fatigued (laughs) to the point, and like literally – Limbs are fly, flailing all over the place. Like you can't control your body. So I would say absolutely 100%. Yes. It, he probably, I don't want to say he shouldn't have played in that football game, but it, it, they probably but I, could have rotated him or spelled him a little bit. Right. Yeah.
2: I, I was shocked. We didn't see more Spencer Brown or, right. or, or, or anyone. Tommy. That Doyle, like I, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, it, it was just bizarre to be yeah, honest, but, but one bright spot is being Cody Ford. I mean, it took him how many, four years, over three years now to, to figure out that they should just play him at guard. I get it. They wanted to fit that square peg into the round hole so Mm -hmm. damn badly, but Mm -hmm. you know, Joe, I'm sure that's something you talked about John Fino with is about Cody Ford. Uh, Is there uh, anything he had to say about him? Yeah,
0: just just he feels like he has heavy feet. So that was really the only the only Cody Ford was our best guard or our best offensive lineman. Mitch Morris played well. I don't want to say that Mitch Morris played a very good football game. The two of them together did well. Uh, He feels that Cody's got a little bit like just has some heavy feet uh, for and you can translate that however that however you want. I would say and I think all of us would agree, Lisa's hoping that this isn't true, that's not a finished product. I don't think that that offensive line is going to look like that this weekend or right. going forward. That You're talking about five guys that have a lot of experience. Darrell Williams was the unsung hero of this football team, in my opinion, last year, mm-hmm. came in kind of on a whim yeah, and ended was. up being an animal on an island by himself. Uh, but let's Amen. keep in mind as well, to Lisa's point about continuity, these five guys, that was the first time they ever played together. They've never exactly. played together until Sunday in that football game. So,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're going to see it. You're going to see probably about it, 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 it. To me, it kicks in ge- about game four. Right. That's mm-hmm. when I think it kicks in. Um, and I just want to ask you guys a quick question about yeah. the Miami weather down here. We're talking about mm-hmm. the COVID. We're talking about fatigue. You know, so if indeed is, if he's still kind of, like Joe said, feeling some of the effects, the humidity is going to kick his ass. Yes,
0: yes, it is. Yes, 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 and no. And Wake can oh. attest to this. This has been the weirdest summer in Buffalo we've ever had. It, and while really, in lobby. Oh. It, it has oh, been, yeah. it has it's been bizarre. so humid all mm-hmm. summer long. It, 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 it's been eighty-nine and humid, ninety-five and humid. It's been seventy-two and humid. Like the humidity. So the last preseason Oof. game against the 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 Packers, rather, I it sat a, it, was in a, stand. it was a
2: blistering. It was, it was a stinker.
0: My Ugh. feet were swollen when I got home. Oh. Just from sitting there, that's how hot it was. Like it really? was just, yeah, I was soaking wet and my feet were swollen when I got home. Like it was so freaking hot. So
1: welcome to welcome to every one of my weekends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I would yeah. say that there's some, there's some, there's some connection to that heat. They didn't have a problem necessarily last year. That was a game. Josh Allen threw 420 yards in. Obviously, um, it was
1: over the
0: they, Yeah, they're going to be wearing blue, which is which is difficult. By the way, this is this is we've got a Dolphins fan on, and 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 this rival rivalry is being rebir- like rebirth. And while while and I are very connected to this rivalry because of obviously mm-hmm. our age and as our you, yeah. Lisa. So I'm not sure how much I'm supposed to make fun of Lisa. Like, shouldn't she be required to call Josh <laughs> Allen dad? I think that's like no. the rule, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the regression talk though, you know. The thing is, it's bad with me because I love quarterbacks. That is kind of my for yeah. I love quarterback play. Um, I love his arm, so, you know, like I said, and, and talking to a lot of the a lot of the coaches. I got a very good friend that was a um quarterback's coach, and we talked about Josh Allen a lot um because of his arm, and he was telling me about exactly what you guys were talking about: no rainbow, velocities flying. You know, early in his career, you have a guy that's that's five yards in front of you and the ball's going 110 miles an hour. So it hits the hands come popping out, you know, so it's it takes a little bit. And his timeline for Josh Allen was honestly straight on, Mm. you know, of Mm -hmm. how long this is going to take him and, and stuff like that. And he said, yeah, watch this kid in three year three year three. You know, get him That's a good what I, weapon. I
3: tried to tell people, you know, when he was drafted mm-hmm. and everybody was, oh, how could we? Yeah, I know. threw my headphones Ooh, against the wall in that?
2: my U.B. computer lab. Yeah, I remember. Yeah,
3: yeah. I watched, yeah. You know, I watched this guy in Laramie, and he was a noodle. You know, he was skinny yep. little noodle. And you look at him and it's like, look, at he's not even halfway done growing yet. <laughs> and, you know, he's a big guy. Things, things change. Things change. And I think people really underestimated him in that regard when he played. And this is what I found shocking when he had to go in because Nathan Peterman shit the bed. Um,
2: <laughs> Robin, did you just say a swear? I said a swear word.
3: <laughs> anyway, when he pooped well, the bed. Thank goodness,
1: I was worried when I said that other word. I'm like, oh, am I supposed to am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Here? <laughs> say,
3: anyway, it's, the fol- it's called
2: the folding round table, of course. He
3: you po- are yeah, <laughs> we
2: can fold the round table.
3: He pooped the bed, with yes! Nathan Peterman. And I'm telling you, it was like not the time to bring in Josh Allen in his rookie year. It, he barely, you know, had three years at the University of Wyoming. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, you know, if this was any other quarterback, E.J. Manuel, you know, anybody else that you would toss in at that point, like, oh, okay, now it's your time to play. And you Mm -hmm. think you're going to have the clipboard for a whole year. And all of a sudden it's all (laughs) in your lap. I thought to myself, if he can handle this, he'll be okay." Yeah. And I thought in his rookie year, even though he stunk up the field, you could see that this kid had something in him that was Mm -hmm. gonna say, I'm gonna try it. I don't care. I'm going right. for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I remember I did have money on the on the Vikings Bills game when they were plus 1600 on a whim. I put 20 bucks on the Bills to win, and man, was that that was it. That was when I fell in love with Josh Allen. I'll tell you that <laughs> much right there. Uh, but, but Robin, you, you've obviously been watching him longer than all of us, so I guess we'll give a little time of day to the regression nonsense. And you already can tell how I feel about it. You, do you buy it one bit? Okay. That's all we needed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. don't. What mm-hmm.
3: I think though, and I wrote an article um, in the blog this week about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's hero ball Yeah. and the etiology of his hero ball. I think it has a lot to do with his temperament. Mm-hmm. He's very, he's very much of a people pleaser.
2: Yes. He's a yeah.
3: hot reactor. And right now, and I don't care what anybody says, you give a guy a hundred million dollars guaranteed, especially a kid that grew up on a farm that was taught, hey, you better be what you're worth. No pressure there. Right. Right. You (laughs) know, he's feeling the pressure. You could see it. You know, he's back to the red face and, you know, all that stuff. Do I think it's going to be a problem for him? No, I don't. I do think it would be helpful for him to address it more in terms of being uh, more serious about controlling his emotions, because you could see in the game the other day, you know, him throwing the ball into the ground and, you know, yeah. he just looked <laughs> reckless, you know, like he did when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll say this, Lisa. I kind of feel sorry for your dolphins because I think he's going to just carve you guys off. off on stuff.
1: <laughs> what, what I liked about him, what I caught right away, was he threw one of a horrible pass into the dirt. It was like, who are you throwing it to? But then the next in the next day it was like th- it was like third and six, and he's going, let's go for it, let's go for it every single time. Let's yep. go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: No, and, and you say let's go for it. And and yesterday on the of podcast, I kind of talked about just how much he wanted to go for it on fourth oh, down everything. so often. Oh. And and really as as awful as the Bills were at so many things yesterday, they really did lose the game completely on fourth down because yes. it was the blocked punt. It was, mm-hmm. and I have all the fourth, fourth down listed.
0: Fourth and eight. Oh, yes. I got them
2: all listed right how about, here. Yeah, how about the just, punt,
0: the punt on the first punt on fourth and one? They punted fourth on fourth one, and one.
2: On Buffalo's That's, forty-six. Yo, what was then they that? punted on Pittsburgh's forty-three. They didn't kick it on Pittsburgh's thirty-five with a fourth and eight, which was just obnoxious. Then of course we all know the burrito play oh. and the block punt.
0: So Lisa, were you referencing this past weekend when he threw the ball in the dirt?
2: Yeah, there was a, the one. Yep. There was one play where he he threw it in the
1: dirt, and it was it was a third down, and and the, they panned right to his face, and um, I'm, I'm Robin hit right. He was red. He was like yep. pumped up, jacked up. He's like, let's go for it. Let's and he, and you could Stop see his mouth to the coach. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Yep, like, yep. give me the ball back. I want to. I want to do that again. You know, almost. <laughs> and, Josh, and, you know.
0: Josh hasn't developed that Aaron Rodgers swag yet. So Aaron Rodgers has mm. a savvy to him and has a little yes, bit of a swagger so like that that, that, mm-hmm, that yeah. Josh is still so. I th- I, you're talking about a different play than I thought you were, but there was also the play that he threw the ball in the dirt to Beasley on a wide receiver screen, the only screen they attempted, and yeah. it actually wasn't a called play. Josh looked, and it was on my side of the field. Josh looked out, Beasley was there, and I don't remember who he was with. There was one defender, and mm-hmm. Josh kind of got. I think got it was with G- it. Gabe Davis. I was it Gabe Davis? I think so. snaps the ball and he just threw it out there as fast as he could and totally missed Beasley. It like landed at his feet. Josh think- doesn't have that. It, like it hasn't it hasn't come yet. Where he's just that cool Tom Brady cucumber, Peyton Manning exactly. cucumber. Like it's coming it'll be there but i thought that was yeah, a it'll, it'll come not, it, it, he, yeah. he's so just he,
1: rem- yeah. he, he reminds it's me of brett farb do you remember brett farb's first throws the first couple games yeah, every yes, single yeah. time he would come in the first quarter there were rockets and yeah. and they used to say okay are you calm down now are you, are you okay are you ready Daddy? to go now because <laughs> he was just so ready to go very yeah.
3: similar and, temperament mm-hmm. very very similar temperament and mm-hmm. and joe i think that's right on the money he's, absolutely he he's like a carburetor that doesn't quite run smoothly Yeah. and i think once he gets a little gets in his head yeah there you go are <laughs> smooth <Yep>. um, <laughs> once he gets it in his head and he gets you know he gets things under control with his emotions I think he'll get past that, but I really like to see in year four, him develop a little bit more self-control that way. Right.
0: I think what Mm -hmm. threw me in this football game, not that we're going to, well, I don't know. You probably don't want to talk about last week. Let's, let's move on. So, yeah. <laughs> although,
3: although no, know, like, well,
1: like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Keep, keep what me in, it. Football, <laughs> what,
0: what me in this football game, and what I want to see against the Dolphins and going forward, what we saw through all the open practices and the Packers game that he played in, was his ability to, to, to throw the screen and his yeah. the smoothness yes. in the screen. And outside of that one pass that was not called that he threw, they did not throw a screen that whole football game. And to me. That is the next evolution of Josh Allen. I've got, I've got the 32 yard on third and 27. I've got the 32 yard play in my back pocket. I get every ball in the field, except I don't want to, except the five yard one. They didn't even run. So Robin, if you remember like last year, anytime that offense was choking, they would start hitting Beasley for one or two yards, one or two yards. And they get the motor running. They weren't even doing that. Like the, it was just. That's what it was, I
3: thought was so strange because when it was obvious certain things weren't working, I mean, what was with Dayball? You right. know, normally yeah. he's very good at doing his in-game adjustments, but I, I wasn't following. His philosophy very yeah. well.
2: Yeah, I and they weren't they weren't doing those quick ones that with Beasley that chip away slowly, but they also weren't going for the deep ball really. I i, I did no. I, I like the the average depth of target for Josh's throws in this game as opposed to the game against the Steelers last year was twenty five percent lower, and that's wow. like a full two yards. Like that's a lot.
0: And that was with a, a lot, of lot. That was with a bomb in there.
2: A sixty yeah, yard that, pass.
3: That's right. That's with right.
2: One, but only one. They didn't really, they did, they only really tried to go beyond the sticks maybe three times, other than that missed deep shot to Emmanuel Sanders. And, yeah. you know, you can blame again, we're going back to the offensive line. Maybe he didn't have the time to develop yeah. those, but it also didn't seem like the first read was ever something beyond 15 yards. Right. So I expect to see a little bit more of that. I would have liked to see them test the young Steelers' corners, but. They just didn't, and that was kind of baffling to
0: me. So, Lisa, for you this weekend, Mm -hmm. what what do the Dolphins look like at least from what you saw against the New England Patriots, who are a screen team? They run a lot of screens.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: How do they they defend that stuff this past weekend?
1: Well, I think you're going to have to have you know a a four man front. Same thing. Mm -hmm. We got to try to get pressure on the front. You're going to drop drop six easily. Um, Cole Beasley coming in the slant's going to be always problems, and that's why I always talk about the yard after. The catch. Yep. Yep. Um, and that then that comes with uh, Coach Flores and, and tackling. Like you you guys know that. It's football 101. You got to make the sure tackle in front of you. You got to keep the guy in front of you. Um, and screens killed us. Every single time I think of Buffalo Bills screens, I think of Thurman Thomas. And it just rips my heart <laughs> out because it was that AFC championship game that I, so I was talking about where our defense, we had one of the best defenses we ever had with Marino. I mean, oh. it was coming up. They absolutely destroyed us. You guys destroyed us with the screen. Wait, she,
0: she's talking. Don't forget to say she's talking about 1993 when the Bills went to the playoffs as a uh, wild team uh, and then won the AFC Championship game yes, in Miami. In Miami. Yes. Yes. And
2: it I was literally, like, I was not a <laughs> glimmer in my father's eye when that happened.
1: Exactly. So you I mean you don't? Know, like I said, look at the chill bumps. I got chill bumps, guys. I'm just talking about it. See, that's what i was talking about. That's what I want. That's what I need to get back. This. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it was just amazing. And and Miami struggles against the screen. And we're the worst screen team. Ever. We can't even throw one. Except when Gase was here, and how'd you like that wide receiver screen every two plays? Right, right. So <laughs> it's just like you know, but one thing about Flores is, is he puts spots. I couldn't even tell you who probably is gonna start in our defensive backfield because he keeps it so secretive mm-hmm. until the game, because yeah. he'll go through practice, through tape, and he'll say, Okay, let's look at Stefan Diggs. Well, we're going to put you know, we're going to put Byron Jones on digs. We're going to put, you know, he'll move. He'll he'll put the they try to do the best player and I'm sure the Bills do the same thing with us. You know, you'll mm-hmm. have Parker to try to stop, you'll have Albert Wilson. Don't know what's going on with Filler. I wish I could give you guys a good update on that. But he's yeah, a no show at practice today. Yeah, for so, personal
2: reasons, right? Just yeah, but he, he hasn't
1: practiced, guys. How are you gonna expect and, and down here this fan base is like, Oh, filler's it, he's he's the difference maker. No, he hasn't practiced. Mm-hmm. I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know if he'll play now. Because to me you got if you, you play, you gotta practice. Yeah. So you know Albert Wilson's practice. Everybody else is okay, but you know <laughs> these fans down here are so funny. It's like that—that's the game changer. Is Fuller? <laughs> I'm I was scared. Like, no, the, go ahead. Good. Ahead. The game change—game changer—is that two tight end set. That's going to be the game. Yeah. changer.
2: I'm scared. I was going to say scared. what I was going
0: to say. I'm scared of it. that. I'm scared. So I got to think. Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, we're we're the Spider Man GIF on Twitter, where we're like pointing at each other. Because like we've got like <laughs> four wide receivers that are pretty stellar and a tight end that can make a difference and has played had good games mm-hmm. against the Dolphins and Dawson Knox. Meanwhile, right. on the opposite side, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddle, right? Uh Will Fuller, Mike deal, I mean, oh, oh,
2: don't say that. So and he I don't is. I don't. I, know know this that,
0: is. I don't know. That we've got the corner depth. I don't know. That we've got the corner oh. depth to cover all those guys. Like we, don't. So. we
2: also didn't utilize it in week one. Dane Jackson got very few snaps. He yeah. wasn't targeted once by Ben. And I. I didn't. I don't know the total snap counts. But but Levi was targeted twice as many times as any other Bills player. Or just about. I think. I think Trey White was targeted six times, give or take. Um. But you, you know, I, I would like to see Dane Jackson mixed in there more. But Lisa, where can we expect to see Jalen Waddle lining up on the mm. field because he might be the one player on the Dolphins offense I'm really well, worried about.
1: I have a feeling you're going to see him all over. I, I have a feeling you'll see him in the slant.
2: Mm-hmm. I have
1: a feeling you're going to see him on the outside. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of kind of depend on on how everybody practices and, and where those mis, mismatches that the Dolphins feel they are. So, you know, but I mean just watching this kid in in, in training camp, he's got a different speed. Mm-hmm. And and I always say even on punt returns, he he has a different gear. He has a Devon Hester Devin Hester mm. here. And I am not kidding, you see it. I mean, he'll start, look for the hole, and then all of a sudden you have to kind of almost do this because the kid's gone. Right. He's got that that type of a move. Um, so I think they're gonna move him all over on you guys. I really do. I think you'll see him line up in the slot. I think you're gonna see him line up outside. So he's, you're gonna get a lot of different looks for him um, mm. defensively this Sunday.
0: I'm gonna make a prediction. I think a big part of the game plan this weekend is is potentially gonna be Greg Rousseau, who I've met. And Greg right? Rousseau, love is, Greg. You know, not, love he's, Greg. He's, That's my he's, boy. He's not <laughs> six six. That boy is every bit of six foot eight. Trust me. I've seen him <laughs> love standing, him. I've seen him standing next to six foot six guys. I think love with him. the height of Tua, I think whatever side they've love got him coming from, it's gonna be a. We yeah. don't want you to push. We want you to stop and stand and get your arms up <laughs> and
3: try yeah, to knock, knock it down. And he's,
2: just so, a bit. Long. he's yeah. so long. He's so long and it's a matchup that, that can definitely be exploited more against a guy like Tua than, right. than Big Ben cuz Big right. is literally in the <laughs> Yeah <name>. exactly. <laughs> yeah
1: you know you can <laughs> watch to Gisecki? 5 feet.
2: Who
0: are we going to put I, on Gethaki? It's going to be I, Milano again.
2: It's yeah Milano and Tremaine here here and there. Uh, you know Milano, you know bright spots for the Bills had had a really good game. Uh-huh. So did Evans, so did Evans, yeah. and so did Edmonds, and so did the two safeties. He did, like, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The defense as a whole played pretty lights out, which you know, I, I guess you know, the, the big question, Lisa, here has been CB2 mm-hmm. is
3: yeah.
2: Levi Wallace. Now, do you see him as someone, as a Dolphins fan, you're optimistic you guys can exploit, or maybe do you think Bills fans are, you know, have an embarrassment of riches, and you know, Levi Wallace is just, you know. He's a fine CB2, but for a Super Bowl aspiring team, maybe he won't be.
1: Yeah. Ugh, tough.
0: There's your answer.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just, <laughs> it could go, go either way. It's so early. You know, it's like, I don't want to do a first game overreaction, but I don't, you know, you want to be optimistic and, and say, yeah, definitely. I think mm-hmm. it's there. Um, but it just, uh, it's just the, the predictions with these two teams, a lot of times, are so hard to make. Yeah. Because we're in division. It, it a lot of times it's it's the last couple years with us battling out for second place because of Tom Brady, it was always great matchups where lately, like I said, with Josh Allen's been the big difference for you guys defensively. You're you're spot on. Um, and so I, I would say I'm optimistic about it at yeah. this point of exploiting it. So ask me Monday. Ask me Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair
2: yeah well one person i really wanted to ask you about i'm a big fantasy Mm -hmm. football guy and obviously obviously running backs are huge in that and miles gaskin is someone that for lack of a better word i've hated for fantasy football um but he proved to be at least semi-reliable in Mm -hmm. week one you know had a had a relatively respectful stat line he's he's effective in the pass catching game as well so yeah so so you know obviously Najee harris Probably a better talent yeah. than, than Gaskin, yeah. A little bit but we bigger to too, nice,
1: check, but... nice size running back.
2: Yeah, but how do you guys utilize Gaskin? Like how? And they had
1: they talked about that all week, actually yeah. down here about okay. that. Um, and that is going to be a huge part. Got to open up some lanes for him. Um, and because that's one of the things I always talk about: play action, play action. You know, when you shut the rundown run game down, you have no play action. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little bit of it cuz the first quarter Miles was running pretty good. We were getting some lanes open for him and then all of a sudden just shut down and then we just went away from him. And I don't like Robinson. I don't know why teams don't adjust that. Why you know, you, they just abandoned it. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, just like you guys were talking about Josh Allen went deep. You never went deep again. Why? Wait, just open it up. To me, that kind of opens up some things. Um, I I love Miles Gaskin in this game okay. because, like you said, just because of that, you know, I think he's gonna have a big game. I think our offensive line's gonna kind of gel a little bit. Like I said, we are getting Austin Jackson back. How much of that COVID thing? We're gonna find out real quick. Um, but if he can if he can, you know, get going, I think he's gonna be a great pack. And like I said, you got you've got Austin Jackson back, you got Liam on obviously gonna keep him on the left side. You know, you're they're gonna have to do something with Tua because of his size. And Joe hit it right mm-hmm. on. I mean, you got some big guys back there, so I wouldn't be surprised if you'll see some rollouts with Gaskin involved in that. I wouldn't even be surprised if we try if we try a couple screens. We're the worst team in the league with it, but you know, might just kind of keep you guys be, honest. We might be tied. we might be tied. We, we might be t- oh, I don't know. Nick and neck there. So, but I mean I like him. I'm starting him. <laughs> my fantasy league. i you know, so yeah. I'm gonna start him along with Waddle.
2: Along with Waddle, and, man. And he's... you know
1: Josh Allen's my fantasy football quarterback, quarterback too. Wow. Really? I did. See, that's a ceiling she, I have. How, how many followers
2: I... did you lose when you said that? Oh, I
1: don't know. I was like, look, listen, I just you know, Patrick Mahomes got taken. I was you know, I but the Chiefs line bothers me this year with home Mahomes. I think he's gonna be running his Butt off, um, <laughs> Josh Allen. Like I said, there was no regression in my head with him. I, it wasn't even a thought to me. You know, oh, I man, just yeah. figured with 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 Stephon Diggs with Samuel, I said this kid's going to light it up, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I think he is. Like I said, got a pissed off Josh Allen coming in, <laughs> you know. So you know, so he is. I, I took him number one. I really, honestly think I still do. Like I said, I'm not a one game knee jerk reaction person, though. You know, I did have my moment when. Jacoby Brissett came in the game, so had my moment, had my meltdown moment. Yeah. So you know, because I was like, oh sh- shit, we're yeah. calling the Texans tomorrow. Oh shit, you know, because it was like I was because I I was listening to the radio. I I was on. I was actually traveling. I was trying to get back to the house, so I was listening to the satellite radio. And and they were so anti-Tua that as soon as Brissett entered the game, it was like, oh, Flores has had enough. He's putting Tua on the bench. I'm like, what? What? The, what? On. and i just like I, and i had that knee jerk reaction and threw that tweet out there and oh my goodness
2: oh. <laughs> no, see, the, the, that's like a funny thing because like when i think of ryan flores the first thing i think of is he needs a relief pitcher with like how he had with ryan fitzpatrick last yeah, year i think like, you might see it yeah so so like does that concern you at all because yes like, if okay thank, okay absolutely <laughs> i hate it
1: i hate it i hate i i am a big momentum person just because yeah. We all go to these stadiums. You feel that momentum. I'm sorry. Oh God, when that team's you kicking, you're just like – you sit back in your seat and you just kind of shake your head like, yep, we're rolling. And then all of a sudden, you come, you're rolling, you got a third and two. You stop everything to get the players in, bring Jacoby in, make sure everybody's on the same page. It pissed me off, and it <laughs> pisses me off because it's <laughs> like, come on, I understand the mindset of Jacoby's a big guy to his five foot. You know, it's, it's kind of – you know, you understand the the concept of it be, behind it, but it just kills momentum. And I am a big momentum person. I think if you're rolling, you know, and you, you know, even Tom Brady, you saw him just take the ball a yard, but you know, he's a bigger dude. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to play, you got so many questions in your head at that point. It's like, okay, are they scared of two a size? You know, is are you scared because you might get hurt? Are you still kind of gingering that hip? That what what's the mindset of breaking the momentum? To bring a bigger guy in, you know, so you you kind of got to go to the hindsight of that. It's like, okay, I can see the logic with, with you know, being the bigger guy. He should be able to get a yard, you know. Plus, you got to understand he still can throw the ball. So is he going to just snatch that ball out and wing it? So mm-hmm. I can kind of see it. I just don't like the breaking momentum. Mm.
2: Yeah. So and yeah, and obviously you know the bills don't do as many two tight end sets or really any two tight end sets. And I kind of wish they would be able to try quarterback that a in bit and more. out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky is better than Jacoby Brissett. I'll say that much. <laughs> but you know, D- no, Dawson Knox. that is... far. <laughs> really?
1: No, come on.
2: What? No. You don't think Mitchell Trubisky is the best backup in the entire NFL?
1: Absolutely not.
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Uh back that no. activates don't matter. You yeah, don't Knox, but, You know, as someone I want to get your thoughts on. No, no, no injuries, you know.
1: no injuries, stay stay healthy.
2: No injuries, <laughs> stay healthy. Both <laughs> of us, honestly. Yeah. Us. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, cuz <laughs> I
1: want, you know, I don't want any excuses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, exactly. okay, because going into the Pittsburgh game, there, you know, a lot of people were worried about, you know, TJ Watt not being there. Is there is that a built in excuse for a Bills win if they were to have won the game and TJ Watt wasn't in? There's, there's, there's that same mindset down in Miami?
1: No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think when you, you look at the mindset here, from my, my perspective of the mindset here, is, you know, like I just said, I think that it's going to be how our offense responds. And I still think. And I still say, if we can stay with you guys, and, that, and that's a big, if we can stay with you offensively and defensively to get us to the fourth quarter, I just want to get to the fourth quarter close. You know, I just, I don't want the game to be over the second quarter like it was right. last year. Right. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, okay, it was like, and you know, and then came out in the third quarter and you guys still had the full throttle on and it was still, which was great. You know, that's what you do. You know, you have to stop them. It doesn't matter. Why are you don't back off the pedal? Keep going. And so it was our job to stop. It was our job to stop Josh Allen. And we just did not um, I just want a chance to go to the fourth quarter because I would love this game to come down to a special teams play.
2: Yeah. Oh my God! Don't say that. Yeah, I do. Too I was too soon <laughs> have
1: this game. I just want to go to the fourth quarter with you and give us a chance for one of these teams. Because I do. For I Miami think Miami that, Dolphins that'll, that'll be win huge. on a
2: blocked punt. I might stop podcasting. Well, that
0: that actually brings up an interesting question because or interesting thought because when the Buffalo Bills allowed Bohorcas to leave, uh, and there's there's uh, conversation there that Corey didn't like being in Buffalo, whatever it is, but Corey right. that th- it didn't work out. But then we signed and we signed Matt Hawk. And I was not a fan of signing Matt Hawk because of that Week 17 game where he shanked one into the stands practically. Yep. What are your thoughts? Because in that a couple things, it, that that mm-hmm. block punt for a touchdown from this past weekend for Matt – it was a complete and utter failure on the on the on the offensive line so okay the, i was going to ask I, dude, I didn't
1: see it i saw the highlight of it so the dude um, was in his i lap. wasn't sure what the breakdown was on the
0: that du- the dude was in his lap normally it's like you know you're almost there you're just about to get it or you do get a hand on it the guy was like standing next to him could have taken the ball off of his foot Wow. We're, regardless okay. of that Matt hawk did have a problem himself he stutter stepped he caught the ball hitched his step and then took three to punt and by then it was like completely oh, over i'd love to know what your thoughts are on matt hawk and were you relieved yeah, me go? or was it like yeah, yeah
1: i i wasn't a big matt hawk fan no. just because of that his inconsistency in his punting i mean he'd have a really good punt and then all of a sudden it's like really why why is this guy still on our roster oh, you know no, that weird. was a lot that of times too. where i would sit up <laughs> there and i'm just like are you, are you seriously we can't get a better punter because you know i always laugh with kickers you have one job Yep. One job, man. That's it. You don't yep. do anything else. You have one job. Kick the ball.
0: That was three years of Corey Bajorquez. Like, why is this you guy know, on the football team? <laughs>
3: right. And, and I
1: think it was the same way with me with him. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's like, and now I'm starting to kind of get it with Linger here because it's like, okay, guy, you know, you had a great training camp. I mean, you're booming 65, 70 yard kicks. You're, you're you know, I don't know if, if it was just, I don't know. I, I just don't understand how sometimes you get a 70 yard kick and then the next kick is. 40 yards right. and it's with no return. And I'm like, it just, and field position is huge. Come on. World I mean, crap. you can turn it's the whole tide of a game by just your special teams punter. If he can get you on the other side of the field and keep them there, yeah. but, but it's man, such it's a like, problem in Buffalo. and Hawks, not your answer. I mean, you might get a, you might get a great right, one kick. We'd be like, Oh, great. Because it was a big joke down here when he would have a great kick. I was always said, look, you know, I'll give him a good, Good kick. That's it. But the <laughs> next kick would go thirty yards. The, well, the,
0: the yeah. thinking, the thinking on the Bills' part, at least that's what has been discussed by content creators in the media, is that the Bills are expecting to be punting from their own forty-five to their Damn. opponent's forty-eight. Bahorquez has no feel, no touch in that range. He literally punts it almost into the stands every single time. Whereas Hawk has a little more of that subtleness to his punt and can probably drop it. Probably get you inside the
1: 20 or something. I never saw saw that much down here, honestly. I never saw it down here. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, (laughs) and that was a lot of things. And I always used to say that, and and everybody (laughs) will will test that. I used to say, why are you not angling the kick when you're at the 48-yard line? Why are you kicking the ball straight up in the air to the thirty? Right. You know, and it always drove me crazy. I mean, I'm I'm used to old school punting where it's the angles, yep. the you know, get play for field yeah. position. It seems like these punters nowadays just trying just to kill it, or they're trying some. Fancy stuff with throwing the ball on the ground before they kick it. I don't know. It's just crazy.
2: I shit. cannot wait to have intern Gabby clip this for every time Matt Hawk shanks a punt. Oh my god! That's yes. Be so good. intern Gabby, get on that do right it. now, please. If you're watching. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, Lisa, Lisa, you you said that um you know that that you want to be close in the fourth quarter. We're coming on the end of the yep. show here, hitting the uh, the eight p.m. mark. So give us your prediction. How do you think it's gonna go? Do you think that it will be close going into the fourth quarter? Give us a final score.
1: I'm optimistic it'll go into the fourth quarter. If we can take it into the fourth quarter, I'm going to give the Dolphins a slight edge on that, and I'm going to say it's going to be like a 28-24
2: game. 28-24. Who wins?
1: The Dolphins win if we <laughs> can take it to the fourth
2: quarter. Okay. Robin, how do you feel that this weekend's going to go?
1: Well, you
3: know, I kind of had nerves about Pittsburgh. I feel a little better about the Dolphins game only because I think their defensive line is, is – is going to be a mm-hmm. little bit of a problem um, for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm.
1: 34-24 <laughs> Bills, but... Respective. Data. I'll take that's respectable. <laughs>
3: well, I, you know, I, I think it will be a respectable game. It's going to be a Buffalo-Miami game.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, honestly, I've been waiting for the rest of the division to be, like, competitive, like, my entire life. I've just wanted the AFC East to be it's competitive. Happening. So it's, it's happening right now. Um, you know, uh, Joe, you, you, I'll give you the last one. I'll let, you, I'll let you close it out with your prediction. But for mine first, uh, I'll go thirty-one I'm kind of oh, in the same mindset mm-hmm. as Robin. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am a little worried. I feel like, you know, we're, we're, you can only underestimate so many opponents, but I feel like we're coming into the, to the, this Miami week with the same mindset that, you know, we should come away easily. Mm-hmm. And I am not, you know, every, you know, Houston yeah. just beat Jacksonville. Tyrod Taylor looks good. Every win has to be earned in the NFL, Um, right? And I do think this one might end up being closer uh, than people imagine, but still take the Bills and take the over. Uh, Joe, give us your score prediction to close out the show here.
0: So if I'm going to tell a story, uh, I would love that. You know, the the Buffalo Bills, you know, when you're looking at the Bills versus the Dolphins over the last, excuse me, 10 years or so, Mario Mm -hmm. Williams was the answer first, right? Like Ryan Tannehill's worst nightmare was Mario Williams. Uh, and obviously, with as much as Charles Clay could do, and then we got Charles Clay, and then Charles Clay started destroying the Dolphins for the Bills, and then Josh Allen came along, and Josh Allen has pretty much owned it. I mean, the joke in Buffalo is that you know, the, he's the Dolphins' daddy, uh, which I love that. So, but even right. with that going into last year's week 17 game, the Dolphins, in my opinion, you know, we know they needed that football game to make the playoffs for the first time, they had all kinds of reason, the Bills had no reason to win that football game. I was a little bit wondering what I was going to see and what I saw was the Dolphins team that got off the bus and turned around and wanted to get right back on the bus, which was completely surprising. I have a great deal of not knowing what to expect in this football game outside of matchups. For some reason the Bills match-ups, and Josh yep. Allen matches up very well against that Dolphins football team i think it's going to be a close game but not as close as the score says i've got 24 17 buffalo but i think that last touchdown comes from the dolphins late in the football game
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: i think so that's the give me
1: touchdown that's the run the clock out just give me the touchdown
2: that's mike gasecki's touchdown
0: (laughs) right right i think i think there's a great deal in this football game for me of the Bills still trying to figure some of this offensive line stuff out and i just i think the bill's defense is returning to the 2019 form uh, wow. It, with a plus that the the run game or the, the run defense, the rush defense is actually going to be there this year, which in 19, they had a little bit of trouble. 20, they had a horrible mm-hmm. time. Uh, so for me, this is going to be more of a defensive battle between both teams as the Bills are trying to figure it out. And then I think, mm-hmm. like I said, 24-17 for
2: me. Yeah, no. I mean, it, wow. this game could go so many different directions. No it could be similar to the Pittsburgh game, to be completely honest. You know, mm-hmm. that, that Dolphins defense—it's not a joke. They have some talented players. They got there, some talent. They, they could give building. us, they, yeah, they could give us some Gary. trouble there. Yeah, um, uh, all
1: of us. You know, all of us are. I mean, we we got what I think the AFC is the youngest average yep. mm-hmm. players in the thing. You yep. know, and we go back mm-hmm. to you know the crowd noise down here too. I mean, I don't think I've been to a Miami Buffalo game down here where it hasn't been almost split 50, 50. I mean, Bill's mafia fans travel extremely well.
0: I've gone, you know, and, and they
1: love the stadium down here and it's no joke. And it's been that way since the eighties. Mm-hmm. pisses me off, but it, it's, it's <laughs> been that way since the eighties. Cause I mean, it's embarrassing when you hear defense in your own stadium, when you're, you know, <laughs> on, on. I mean, it's, it, it's embarrassing. And, and it, it, it goes back to those Daryl Talley, Bruce Smith, Cornelius Bennett days. And, and, if, can I say a quick story? Are we got enough yeah, time for me to give move? it
2: to us? Please do.
1: There was a Monday night game. I don't know which one it was because, you know, back then it was – it was those were the games that gave you the chills. It was the Marino-Kelly shootouts. Monday night game. Every single time, those three, Cornelius Bennett, Daryl Talley, Bruce Smith. At that time, I sat in like one set 153, which I sat – at that time, it was Joe Robbie Stadium. There was only one way to come into the game – the tunnel, and I was sitting right on top of it. So they would always come out onto the field in front of me to go back. They would come towards me. They took those three every single time they were down here at, at, at our stadium, everybody else would kind of go in, except for them three. They would start from the opposite end zone, walk all three of them right down the center of the field, <laughs> right over our, right over our dolphin Dolphins, my, the, the, logo in the field to just cascade the booze. And you know what? The, I used to watch them. through. The doctor, they could care less. These guys, I mean, and that that's football right there. That's old type. That that just gives you chill. That's like you SOBs because they did not care. That was like this, is, you know, they would just all through them. And, man, Daryl Talley, Bruce Smith, you know, some good good times right there. And that's what yeah. I want to get back to. I want, you know, like you said, let's, let's get some players that have some history together that, you know, you hate to play.
2: It would you know, be really nice to see Josh Allen and Tua going up against each other for years to come. Like That mm-hmm. that's, that just makes football so much better. Right. That's yeah. what it was made for. Good
1: AFC East is fun to watch.
2: Exactly, yeah. And obviously it'll be fun to watch this weekend when yes. the Bills and the Dolphins play each other. Patriots and Jets play each other too, so a big AFC East weekend uh, for the division. But until then... You know, that'll do us do it for us here on the Folding round table. This weekend, Trainwreck Sports will have some more NFL coverage. Obviously, uh, Free Money Football is going to be giving out their pick Saturday. Trainwreck Fantasy Football is going to be doing DFS on Saturday morning. Uh, so make sure you tune into those. But obviously, had some great people here tonight. Joe Miller from Buffalo Rumblings. Robin Mundy from Buffalo Fanbase. And Lisa Johnson from R-Turf Football. Everyone, thank you for being here. This was a phenomenal edition. The smallest cast, the smallest table we've had so far on the Folding round table, But... No, this was a good one. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Go, Bills. Go, Bills. And we'll be back next week. No, fans. What's up? No, no. Someone mute her. (laughs) Mute her. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. But of course, with a different lineup for myself, Buffalo fan base, and Trainwreck Sports. Good night now.